This is the business of sports. Let's talk Super Bowl and Fox Sports. Every single thing that occurs, I want people to remember this is a business. Guaranteed money isn't necessarily guaranteed. Michael Barr. How high can these valuations go? Scott Soshnick. Duke. Everybody loves rooting against them, right? Evan Novi Williams. Off the field, the NBA has never been buzzier. And the leaders in the sports industry. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred. Mike Oresco, he's the commissioner of the American Athletic Conference. Jared Smith, president of Ticketmaster. Mindy race car driver, Elio Castroneves. Bloomberg Business of Sports. From Bloomberg Radio. Hello, I'm Scott Sachs. I'm Evan Novi Williams. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast, where we explore the big money issues in the world of sports. And today... We begin with some history made in the NHL over the weekend. So let me tell you what happened. The Carolina Hurricanes, they were in the middle of a major NHL playoff run when disaster struck on the ice in Toronto. This sounds like you're building hype to me. Yes, it is. It really sounds like you're building hype. I'm trying to sell it, (laughs) trying to sell movie rights to this thing. All of a sudden, the team had a fine how-do-you-do moment when two goalie injuries left them without a netminder in the middle of the game. And that's when an unlikely hero stepped into the lineup. Enter 42-year-old David Ayers. Oh, yeah, by the way, he's the Zamboni driver. He spoke to ABC's Good Morning America. One goalie goes down, and they call me to get down, grab my gear, and and get into the change room. And other goalie goes down, and that guy comes into the room, and he says, "Uh, put put your gear on, put the rest of your gear on. It's time to go out. He led the team to a 6-3 victory over the Leafs and made history as the oldest goalie to win in his NHL regular season Man, I debut. thought we could have gotten to that a lot faster. Oh, I had to set it up, man. Two goalies got hurt. Zamboni, emergency he's goalie had to play. Zamboni driver. Yeah, yeah, well, he's, not, he's the Zamboni well, driver for, for the minor team. league. Yeah. That, you're leaving out the best part. Yeah. He's playing against Toronto. Right. Or as they say there, Toronto. He is yeah. the Zamboni driver for the minor league team, the Marlies. Right. Right. So the way the NHL works is the home team must provide an emergency goaltender should the unlikely scenario happen where both <laughs> goaltenders get hurt. And that's where we are. But the guy And gives he's up, the backup he's the emergency backup for both teams. For both teams, yeah. For either yeah. So uh, the first shot goes in, John Tavares beats him on the ice. Yeah. Long story short, the guy wins the game. Made a you know, made some saves, guy wins the game. Eh, what? Held on. <laughs> Well, I mean, <laughs> team's up six one when he comes in, g- gives up two goals in his first three up, shots. The team was up three or four to but, one when he came in. It, it, six to one. it was three to two or four to three. It was a one goal game going into the third period. Oh, that's not what I read. Okay, oh, you read the wrong thing. I'm it was wrong. a one goal I'm game wrong. going into the third period. I'm wrong. So, I mean, it was a real game, and you know, you can see every time he's making these shots. He said he calmed down when one of the Hurricanes players, after he'd gave up, given up, I think the second goal, one of the Hurricanes players came over to him and said, "We don't." care if you give up 10 just have fun like they were yeah. not really expecting anything but the point is now the canes this is true marketing in this day and age the canes had the t-shirt ready to roll and like an hour after the game right and it takes two to four weeks for delivery because demand is so high but Evan, we want to examine the business behind it because yeah. he didn't get paid it's like a tryout contract so he doesn't get paid for actually playing in the game and now they got to work out a deal with him because he's not a member of the union to get paid to use his likeness or name on the shirts. Yeah, this is fantastic for him. And again, yeah, we don't know exactly how those negotiations went down. I imagine this guy's Quickly. Happy, happy to get any money <laughs> that they're willing to give. I, I believe some of it's also going to, to kidney yeah, he's a, uh, he, charity. Yeah, he, he was a, a kidney extra. recipient. Recipient yeah. from his mother, I believe. Yep. Kind of ended his his you know 
professional hockey aspirations before uh, before this weekend. Um, but yeah, as you said, Scott, you know this is the way that you know sports licensing and and marketing and apparel, the speed at which it works right now. When there is something dramatic that happens on the ice on the on the field, you can have a design and start taking orders. Hours, minutes. Fanatics after, counts after, on this. After the this game is how ends. they built their whole business. Exactly. Yeah, and everybody is trying to catch up to their speed. Uh, so you know, good on the Canes for for realizing there was going to be demand for this. Um, and again, you know, we we also talk about kind of the fickle nature of sports fans. If this thing went on sale in a week, they're probably Who not cares? selling five thousand of these. Yeah, my but wife said she wants that, one. The fact that they were available immediately. Uh, means that there's more people that are and willing to buy was, it. And it helps. Again, we're talking about a world where the camera was in the locker room, they caught Rod Brindamore's speech to the team afterwards, and this guy's interviews, it all was out there quickly. Now, can I play Bah Humbug for one second? Oh, please. No. And it's not really me, but yes. I'm going to bring up the Bah Humbug. go ahead. Did you see what Leafs general manager Brian Burke said? No, no. I did not. He called the whole scenario an embarrassment for the National Hockey League. The fact that, because he fact lost. That, no, no, no. I just the fact that in goal in a game that counts, a game that means something, is a forty-two-year-old minor league Zamboni driver. He said the whole thing's an embarrassment. I guess he wants some sort of level of competency for for the emergency goalie that it shouldn't be some forty-two-year-old beer league guy. I don't know how they well, want to, but he's saying the whole thing was an embarrassment well, for the NHL. Well, first of all, they lost. Okay, they that's did. the first. Thing. Yeah, it's, it's probably tough, prickly tough because of the loss. Stand yeah. on. And by the way, yeah, yes, they're expected to like be a cup contender, and they're not quite where they should. I be. I mean, everybody knew the rules about the emergency goalie going into any yeah, game. Well, he's out not there. arguing the rules about the emergency goalie. He's just saying there should be a certain level of competence of that goalie. Maybe it's uh, you know they have, I don't know some guy who plays minor league or not. 42-year-old beer league goalie. That's what he said. Because realistically, had the Maple Leafs taken, I don't know, been able to get 15 shots in this game, I assume like 12 of them would have gone in. Well, let's, I mean, I don't know the numbers, but the e-bug, the emergency backup goalie, plays once a season maybe in the NHL, maybe twice a season. Um, and you get these, honestly, you get these great great stories. stories, It's probably worth more. The guy who played last year for the, the Capitals Fought, I remember Black Hawks, Scott, Black, Scott, Scott Foster no, that was, was Blackhawks. Black yeah, Black yeah, I, I remember the guy's name, right? The, the, yeah. I think there's a there is an appeal to this. And sure, if 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 the Carolina Pan- Hurricanes ended up losing this game and then missed out on the playoffs by a game, right. I can see maybe an argument for hey, maybe we pro- right. professionalize we this process. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there's certainly potential solutions. They're not cheap. They're expensive to have someone, you know, a third goalie around just in case the other two. If they get need hurt, a quality, but. experienced goaltender, everybody knows I've got a ten year old waiting. <laughs> by the way, real yeah. quick, you were right, Scott. Three one when he came into the game. Right. Quickly three be- two at the end of the second. Quickly became four one, and then he gave up two quick goals. It yep. was four three at the end of the four period. three end of two. So and who then, in their right mind would got, have said they were going to win the game? Yeah, I would imagine gives up two quick goals. You know, teams only up by one heading into the third. Yeah, you were expecting this. You know to the be uh, you know you Toronto. can see the running odds during the game. Well, yeah. Say, well, yeah. go on Twitter. I want you to get me yeah. what was yeah. what I want to see what the live betting. But you give me the live betting at the end of the second period. That would be one fun thing. Move on. Let's talk about, and this one uh, is more serious, uh, the Summer Olympics in Tokyo. You're approaching. The United States Olympic Committee is telling teams that it is business as usual as the coronavirus concerns mount. Yeah, so the USOPC, the, the US Team USA, sent an email out last week to all of its uh, all of its individual teams, essentially telling them, listen, we are in close contact with the IOC. 
We're in close contact with the Tokyo Host Committee. We're talking to the CDC. We're talking to the World Health Organization. We're talking to Homeland Security. Right now, everything we know, nothing changes. Your plans to ship product to Tokyo for the games, your plans to move people to Tokyo for the games, all of that that's unfolding in the next couple months uh, proceed as usual, and we'll let you know if anything changes. I guess you'd have to, right? If you've, you have to prepare, you can't just at last minute decide, yay, nay. No, yeah, I think the, the there's kind of question from what I understand from some people that were thinking, yeah, maybe we delay, you know, the stuff where you know all the all the tons tons of gear that gets shipped there from weightlifting weights to racks to nutrition to sailing boats, all this stuff. If there was and, and people go over right, so so you you put people on yes, the ground, pe- people go uh, early because you want to be building, putting together training centers or setting up the infrastructure, etc. Um, I think there was a question of maybe. Maybe whether they would try to be squeezing that in maybe a little later, given you know the fact that the virus has so clearly broken out of China. I want to I want to give Eben Nova e. Williams the doomsday scenario. Give me Eben whatever you got. I'm I'm sorry I'm putting you on the spot, but I, I kind of enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. G- give me the absolute doomsday scenario of we got to move the games. Well, they, I, that's I mean I don't think that happens. Moving the games is impossible. Cancel just straight up cancellation. Yeah, it's either cancel or maybe some delay that it it gets he- held in Tokyo at some point later. Oof, um, that's tough on but, training and yeah. The the 2003 Women's World Cup was moved from China to the U.S. Uh, on very short notice because of the SARS outbreak. But that, as you know, is a much obviously a smaller logistically event, much easier, much yeah. easier. All those you know the, the so stadiums. Given, what's the dollars the and cents behind a cancellation of an Olympics? I mean, it's going to be massive, right? The, the the media and sponsorship money in the last four years was five billion dollars. It's going to be much higher for for this games, obviously, because of the commercial you know un- underpinnings behind Tokyo. Um, yeah, so I think canceling is a disaster. Obviously, delaying it also a disaster. I was wondering, you know, I was asking some people last week if there was a scenario in which it stops becoming an in-person fan event, and you just put the games on for TV. But even that scenario, there's twelve thousand athletes that are yeah, competing. Yeah, and then you got to remember still, they're going in the uh, the uh, Olympic Village, and I mean that's another place ex- where exactly that could you know, and and I was and you we know, know that's a friendly place. Yeah, exactly, yeah. and there, there's not. You know, individual team like Team USA probably can't even decide we're going to take all of our athletes out of the village and put them in some very safe, very secure housing because you know there's not that many places in Tokyo to a do that. Medically before, sealed bubble of athletes before right. all the other countries are are left out of that process. Uh, so right now, I think you know business as usual has to be the has to be the approach. Um, these next couple of weeks, and I you think said we'll though be, that was a couple of weeks ago that happened. That was or, last week. Oh, le- was well, last week things have changed. Just obviously today. I mean, you see the yeah. stock market, by the way, is plunging because you've got this pockets of pop up outside. It opened with uh, down over nine hundred points. Uh, yeah. Yep. So yes, the next couple of weeks will be very telling because we're gonna essentially get a sense of outside of China how much this thing is spread. By the way, I should add that uh, in Italy. The first board meeting for the Milan Cortina Olympics, it was changed to a video conference because authorities sought to contain the coronavirus that is spreading around northern Italy. So they used that uh, instead of meeting in Milan. They went to the video conference. So this is show you how this is impacting everything. Give me some happy betting story. All right, this is happy <laughs> betting. Finally, get comfortable. Okay, because the NFL will begin allowing teams in states with legal sports betting to have in-stadium betting lounges. Now, I should add, they're not going to have a window open. No betting windows, just a betting lounge. Right. So you can have your sponsorship, have your William Hill or whatever lounge you want, and your fans there, if you're in a legal state, you can bet mobily, but it's not an actual 
sportsbook dot 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 ellipse dot 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 yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Just the NFL getting a little comfortable with this. So if you're a New York Giants fan, you go to the stadium in New Jersey, you can bet on your phone, you don't need the yes. lounge, doesn't matter. If you're a Buffalo Bills fan, you go to the stadium in, in New York, you can't bet on your phone. You have to be in a casino the, in New York. The bonus is, though, that you're going to have the, the screens showing other events. You're, that's why you want people coming together. I mean, it is sort of a communal yeah. fun thing mm-hmm. to, to, to now, happen. Now, if you're going to see an Eagles game, yes, you can bet in yes. the lounge if you're not running out on the field. Uh, you know, acting crazy out there. Don't you know? Don't do that. But you can be in the betting lounge well, what and enjoy. Like that. Ted Leonsis wants to open. You can be on mobile the, and enjoy. You can it. be on mobile. You right. can't. There's no brick and mortar location. In no, no, no. But we, we've got March Madness coming up, and everybody knows way back in the day when the only place to bet was Vegas. What those books were like on the Thursday, the opening Thursday of the NCAA tournament. Oh yeah. So when are we going to get to the point where all of these lounges inside the stadiums? are open on the Thursday yeah. of the tournament, even though there's no event, as a book, because people can come and watch and enjoy and drink high-margin items like beer. Uh, you can still make some money. That's what Ted Leonsis is envisioning down in D.C. Yeah, and you, yeah, exactly. And that the NHL is, I believe, the only of the major sports leagues that is letting those sports bars become you know, brick-and-mortar sports book locations also be open during the game. Right. So, so Ted Leonsis down in D.C., is they're building a sports bar adjacent to the Verizon Center, whatever it's called now. The doors between the arena and the bar are going to be open for NHL games. You can go back and forth. How does the sports when the business Wizards, guy, by the way, say whatever it's called now? Just bu- some team, I, Somebody's I, spending know. God knows how much money. He's like, <laughs> well, a cap center or whatever What's it is. It called? Yeah. What's it called? Yeah, nobody knows. I don't know. Um, I can't keep anyway, to, to finish the point, the when the, when the hockey team is playing, those doors will be open. You can go back and forth. When the Wizards are playing the NBA team, those doors will be closed. You will not be able to go back and forth. So the NHL is, 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 is you know, being a little more proactive in that way. One other thing real quick about this NFL, and actually the, the part of this, this, this new news that is, is probably more meaningful for teams, they're now able to sign sportsbook partnerships. Yeah. You know, for mm-hmm. the past years, you know, it's been either a, a daily fantasy partnership or it's been a casino partnership, and those casino partnerships were not allowed to market their sportsbook at all. Now you are able to, right? Which which provides a, a nice advantage to the, the the few NFL teams that are actually playing in in states that have operational sports betting. There's not that many. There's you know the the Philadelphia teams, the New Jersey, New York teams. Looking at the map right now, the Colts and the, the Raiders, and I think that's it. Pittsburgh. Oh yeah, the two Phil- the two Pennsylvania. I had teams. I had fun yeah. hanging out in the. Uh... The Prudential Center Lounge with my boy Rick Weston yeah, came yeah. down from Canada to sure. check out some sports That's betting. That's a great great example. Yeah. The Devils have, you know, they have four or five sports betting partners right now. Uh, it's a it's a mobile state, right? You can gamble right from your seat. Uh, I think most states are, are want to get to that point and, and probably will, but it's going to take a while. So there is a little financial advantage here, at least, for the, for the NFL teams that are playing in legal jurisdictions. I'm just asking this question. I'm just putting it out there because the Raiders are right now. I am. I am. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rain on the parade. Because they're going to Las Vegas, obviously you can gamble in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. I wonder if one point they'll have a window open. Well, the, the NFL won't let them right now, right? That, right? That's part of where where the NFL is right now. There's not going to be a brick and mortar. But window, I will explain to at you. Least you, not you do know how? Uh, here's a little Vegas 101 as a former condominium owner there at the Palms. Oh, it, it used to be the objection, the lobby from the casinos was so strong against because they didn't want anything that would take people out of their casinos. 
they really they didn't want anything. That mean they didn't want you going to an arena for two, three, four hours because that meant you weren't pulling slots or playing blackjack or poker or whatever. They wanted you there. Vegas has changed a little bit to more of like the entertainment destination where the the restaurants, the lounges. They now they just want people coming to Vegas. So if a football team is a vehicle to get people to come to Vegas, they're changing landscape of the mindset. That's why there's less opposition to things like that. The other funny thing about gambling in Las Vegas, you know, all these sports books have their apps in, in Nevada. People don't really use them. You know, you see these huge lines on a Sunday morning for people trying to get their bets in. They're on their phones checking email while they're standing in line. You can use your phone to yeah. place the bet that yeah. you're waiting in line you, for, you, but most people don't do it. You know what the other strongest lobby is out there? Yes, why? Well, let me see. Do you know? No, I don't. The culinary it, union? No, no, oh. it's the taxis. There's a reason why you know they have monorail now around the strip. That's right. Yeah, the monorail. I mean, think about that. Let's let's be honest here. Should not the monorail extend to the airport, which is what a mile and a half away? But it does not. Why? Taxi lobby didn't want it. That's right. There. So I didn't get to stand in line for 40 minutes trying to get to your hotel. Before we put a bow on this, <laughs> how was the experience when you lived out in Vegas? You, I didn't yeah. live out there. I just bought a condominium out there. I, ne- I bought it without ever seeing it, stepping footing it. I, all all uh, online. Really? Yeah. I never ever once stayed there. I bought it years later, sold it, never once used it. It was an investment property. People rent. They rented it out for me. It was in the rental pool at the Palms. Wow. Palms Place, it was called. It was the Maloof's, the Maloof's joint back then. Wow. Uh, hold on. Because the Leonces are listeners of the show, I cannot yeah. have them angry at us. Capital One Arena. Capital One Arena. They played Capital One Which Arena. Which we should know. to make the their sponsors. Cap- yeah, but, but so do the Wizards. So it's not Wizard One Arena. They should, it should be renamed. It should be should be for both. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's Capital One Arena. Yeah. Sorry, Zach. What's in your wallet? Oh, anyway, uh, This is the Bloomberg Business Sports Podcast. I'm Michael Barr along with Scott Sosnick. We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with the biggest and brightest in the sports business world. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio, around the world and online, wherever you get your podcasts.